1: American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo.
0: Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Welcome to the of Podcast, Prospects Power Half Hour. I'm Michael Govie, and That's Phil Goyet. Welcome to the show. We're glad to have you aboard. We're going to talk prospects. We're going to cover the AL West today. We did this two weeks ago. Where we started with an appetizer of the Houston Astros and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. little little um, amuse-bouche to get you guys ready for the...
0: <laughs> Whoa, that's so All weird. Three. That's very bizarre, because I just saw that in a Friends episode the other day. That's really uh, specific, and I didn't know that term until I saw it there, and then you just said it. So, wow, you are definitely a culinary expert, aren't you? No, the, the French, French language, man. The kings of language. The kings of language, the French. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Well... Mm-hmm. We're the kings of two L's and two Z's. you also a podcast on Get Twitter. You go there for the Discord link and the Patreon. Sign up for all that crap. It's there for you. It will make a difference in your life. If you want to make a difference and support the show and you like what we do, we'd be grateful for that. Of course, there is baseball happening today. I saw the Tigers lose. That was unfortunate. Go Tigers. They lost to the Red Sox 5-3. to three. Garrett Licka- Whitlock got the win, though, in four innings pitched of relief ball, yeah. which is it's nice to see based on how pitching has gone so far this season. You know, guys like Whitlock are coming in, they're pitching 3 to 4 innings and they're going to get victories and he didn't get a lot of Ks unfortunately, but he's going to be a useful guy. Maybe not the guy I thought he would be right now as a closer. I'm still hoping maybe that happens, but uh, that might be a off for a while.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think you're right though. I think you'll have a a major part to play in the team for the whole season. They signed him to an extension, I think, right? So, um Good stuff. And you just got to get creative, I think, with pitching a little bit and jam some of those longer uh, multi-inning relievers in. And, guys, that can rack up some strikeouts like Whitlock or uh, Spencer Strider we were talking about in the Discord channel um, because it's going to be a mess, especially for the first month of the season where the rosters are bigger and guys can go up and down. It's going to take a while for these bullpen situations to figure themselves out. And everybody's getting hurt,
0: too. Yeah. Well, it's not a shocker. We had the short turnaround. Everybody knows it. Pitching's getting assaulted at times, but yet there are players in the mist who are making the most of it and still providing us with decent outings. Hell, Herman Marquez gave a good outing over the weekend at Coors. So anything's possible, right? He's got the skills. He's got
1: the skills. He's always, always one has. that you're tempted to dip back into, you know? it's. Um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of injuries and ongoing action, I guess Luis Robert just ran into the wall making a catch in center field. <laughs> they oh. said he got up. They said he got oh. up, but this is how these things begin for him. So, um, the next Byron Buxton
0: right. in the wrong way, in the worst way possible.
1: <laughs> I do have that sinking fear that the healthiest season of his professional career has already happened. Uh, and the wow. and the White Sox started him at high A that year. You're here in the minors where he played a full season. So but look, Uh-oh. we'll
0: see. Dude, I gotta tell you, right now, there is a fear that the prospect you're hoping will be the next big thing won't come to fruition. And in the AL West, there is a lot of talent there. And what we do with this is we talk about the next big three. So we lay out the three that you should know the big Duke-a-roos, the top three for each team in each division. Like I said, we already covered the Angels and the Astros, so let's move on to who do you want to go with first: the Mariners, the Rangers, or the A's.
1: Let's kick off with the Rangers because i I had a request from uh, Charlie Flynn who can't jump on the stream tonight, but he did say. Uh, talk about Trevor, Trevor, however, a little bit. So we'll do that. If we get to the Rangers first, so I say we'll do the Rangers first.
0: Let's do it. Okay. So the top three are pretty standard or no.
1: Yeah, I think so. Cole. I have Cole win third, uh, Josh young second, Jack lighter first for the team's top three, I think that's pretty, I guess maybe you might have young ahead of uh, lighter, depending on your preferences of bats versus pitching young mm-hmm. got hurt too, which sucks. So we didn't get to see him to start the season and it with a third base job like he might've gotten. But, um, I still think uh lighter's upside is just gigantic. So uh, I think he could probably pitch in the bigs now if they wanted to use them, they just don't really have an excuse to use them right now. So they might as well hold them down, I suppose. Um, and Cole Wynn is another guy that could start for them in the future. I uh, had a really nice season last year. It looked like he started putting it together. So um, I don't think there's any shocks in my big three. Maybe the order is, you might have a quibble or two with. But uh, I think those are the guys pretty unanimously.
0: Unanimous decision. Jack Letter, Josh Young, who's hurt, unfortunately, and Cole Wynn. Yeah. All right. So the next big three, who are the next three we should be looking for in Dynasty and the prospects to know for the Texas Rangers?
1: Yeah, so uh, so we'll start with Trevor Howver, by request. Um, and I did consider Howver for the list. So he came over to the Rangers in the deal which sent Joey Gallo to the Yankees. He was part of the return for the Rangers in that deal. Howver uh, got, uh, was like grease lightning out of the gate uh, last season. Uh, he had a very electric debut uh, in full season A, uh, and then as he moved up the ladder, it, it slowed down for him a bit. Um, but he's still an exciting prospect. The uh, I think the Rangers did a good job as getting him as just part of the return. Got a couple other guys, too. Um, I do like uh, – he's a, so he's a left-handed hitter, and his position is kind of second base, uh, maybe left field. I don't know that he has the arm to do much else for the team. Um Defensively. He might be an okay defender, but he doesn't have enough of an arm, I don't think, to cover anywhere else. Um, so he's sort of limited defensively. Uh he's a left-handed bat, which is nice. Uh, he has a good feel for the strike zone. And um will take his walks, he should have a solid on base percentage. Uh and then he hit for a lot of power out of the gate. Uh it slowed down as the season progressed. And when you watch Halver play, he has a uh uh, very uphill swing. He really um, is attempting to lift the ball frequently, uh, which yeah. is good and bad, right? So uh, the nice part is when he when he gets into one, um, he's not going to hit it on the ground. He'll hit it in the air, uh, and he does have the power to opposite field as well. For he's not a real huge guy, but he's got a lot of power, and he and he can hit op- opposite field home runs even off uh, same side of pitching, which is great to see. But I do worry about him getting so uphill with his swing because I do worry about it getting maybe exposed as he reaches the higher levels. So he's going to have to figure out how to con- how to deal with this MLB pitch, which is a four-seam fastball that rides at the top of the zone, which you don't see a lot other than very elite pitching talent. Um, mm-hmm. And he's either going to have to avoid it um, completely and just take his lumps up there and, and hope he doesn't get exposed because – with the way that his bat path is, I don't know that he can catch up to that pitch, to be honest with you. So I do worry about his strikeout rate, and I do worry about him getting exposed, and also maybe not hitting for power, because as the pitchers, he faces better pitching. They're going to give him less stuff to hit that he can drive.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, man, I think about the Rangers, and I think about a team that, has a lot of exciting pieces right now. It's kind of fun. They're a team that's on the come, and I haven't been able to say that about them maybe since like late 2000s, early 2010s when they made that run to the series and back-to-back years, right? And they lost both times, sadly. But uh, they're a team that's exciting now.
1: You know what's crazy about that? Prowler was uh, working for the Yankees at the time before he went to San Diego, right? Uh, And those Prowler uh, farm system Yankees teams... Um, I did see a study from Baseball America that at one point in that system, they had like 50 future Major League players in the system. It was bananas. It was the most out of any team in the last, in the study. The study was like the last 15 years or something. Um, So they had a ton of depth of future potential Major Leaguers. I think they're kind of like that now where they have a lot of depth again. Um, And then, like you said, they got some young guys up uh, at the Major League level that are fun to watch too, so... I am excited. I don't so I don't think Halver would be in my next big three. Um, <laughs> we'll see, Aww. but but uh, I do like him as a prospect for sure. Uh, so I th- I've got three guys I would watch. Uh, number three is Maximo Acosta. He was an international signing a couple years back, same class as Byron Laura, another guy that I like. Uh, but uh, Acosta seems to um, between signing and coming stateside really did a lot of physical development so he looked more like a filled out big leaguer uh versus the smaller kind of i don't know 15 16 year old that we were seeing videos of before he signed so that's encouraging um all-around talent seems to have a really good feel for the barrel good hand-eye coordination good strong wrists that kind of thing um should be able to play shortstop or second base well at the highest level i think Um, Should be able to get on base some, should be able to drive the ball for some power, might steal some bags, uh, might hit for batting average. So there's a lot of potential there. I think there's just question marks of how he um, adapts coming over stateside and and facing maybe tougher competition. But Acosta is definitely one to watch in that system. So I have him as my third uh, potential next big three guy. Maximo Acosta.
0: Evan Carter is a human being too. (laughs)
1: <laughs> some are saying uh that's some what a people, lot of people are saying, saying. <laughs> <laughs> Carter's so carter is fun uh he's still really young 19 years old he was a prep pick um big and athletic uh outfielder which is always kind of fun to dream on looks like he's one of these guys that has a lot of projection remaining um and he could if he puts it all together be one of these you know power speed unicorns that we're looking for with with a good feel for for hitting too um so you're kind of looking at carter i think right now as a as a real upside play um i don't know how uh rostered he is i didn't look at any rostership numbers anything like that but he should be available i would think especially in some uh more shallower leagues where there's like 100 to 200 prospects rostered So I'd keep your eye on him. It looks like hes I just pulled him up on fangrass. He's off to a hot start this season. He's in high A as a Uh, Mm 19-year-old. Last year in his debut, he walked more than he struck out. Um, He can hit for some power. He can run. He could probably cover center field or all three outfield spots. So there's a lot to like about him. I think he's a very exciting prospect.
0: Yeah, he's from Tennessee as well. Isn't that
1: fun? Yeah. I think he was prep – I might get this wrong. I think he was the prep player of the year the year he he was drafted in Tennessee.
0: Wow! Hey, those prep players—they don't always work out. You know, Ron Paulus was supposed to be the next big thing in the '90s. Yeah. That didn't work out either. So. That's what uh, Beano Cook. Beano Cook was telling us that. <laughs> Beano <laughs> Cook. Wow, that's a deep cut. Uh, and then there's Owen White and your number one next big three prospect.
1: Yeah, and uh, he, you might have missed the boat on him, and I don't know, uh, in your league. If not, I would definitely go grab him. Uh, he was hurt a lot. I think we've talked about him on the show before. He was a very good prep athlete, uh, played, I believe, high school football, basketball, baseball, um, hurt a lot, had Tommy John, and then was also hurt otherwise early on in his career, so he hasn't pitched a whole lot. And then he kind of had a coming out party in the Arizona Fall League this fall. Um, but the stuff stuff could be electric. Uh, he has the look of uh, maybe number three or even a number two starter moving forward. And then, so then if you start thinking about this future Rangers rotation, where they could have lighter uh, Cole, Win, you could throw on white into the mix. So they do have a lot of arms coming. That could be very exciting and enticing. Um, I think right now, white's the, the, if he's not in the top three right now, he's right on the edge. And I would say by next year he's definitely going to be a top three guy if if any of these guys graduate or even without graduation. So um scoop him in a league if you can still. I don't know if he's if he's still unknown, but um he's a very good guy to take a shot on. He's got a strong arsenal, gets whiffs, uh, nice fastball. He's very athletic. Uh, so there's a ton to like there.
0: Hmm. Yeah, what a nice profile that is. Owen White of the Rangers, and there it is. That's Texas Rangers' Phil Goyette season. We're live here on the Puzzle Podcast. Prospect's Power Half Hour, 2L's on Twitter, as always. me too. You want to hit the Discord? We have Prospect Talked in there as well, plus a whole bunch of other stuff. And, of course, Phil has his own Discord that you need to check out as well, too. The Double Deuce Discord is very popular. You have, like, over 500 members or something like that, don't you? I think it was like two, 200, something,
1: 240 200, something 000, like. 200, two forty two hundred thousand two hundred thousand members 200,000, 200,000 members. It's a couple million. So
0: <laughs> yeah. more or less. <laughs> How about we go next to the moribund, but you know, kind of exciting right now. They destroyed the Tampa rays yesterday. The Oakland athletics. What a dominant hmm. performance by the athletics. 12 to three. Last I saw before the score went final last night against the rays and, uh, of course, Luis Patino had to lead that start like 13 pitches into it, so that can affect and throw the whole pitching staff into chaos. But uh, the big three they here. have I, like you know,
1: one million pitchers,
0: though, the Rays. So they do. They they always, fine. Yeah. Tommy Romero's making his debut tonight. That's exciting. Yeah, right? I
1: like that. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of broke out last year. He's a yeah. guy that the numbers liked, so um, exciting to see him see what he can do.
0: That it will sure. be I will check that start out. That's always fun to see a new pitcher come up who's got some yeah. a little bit of hype around him. The hype machine's brewing. But as far as the big three for the A's, Phil sees it basically like well, most people would say. I think, you know, Kristen Pache is definitely a guy they traded for from the Braves. He's gonna be in their top three. You have Tyler Soderstrom, number one, who I love. I love Soderstrom's bat. I know it's still developing and there's gonna be time. But your number two is Shea Langoliers, and uh I find that to be yeah. slightly intriguing, but uh go ahead. The Langoliers.
1: Um, so, I he has hit more than people thought he was going to, and I believe I think it was a hamate problem he had his last year of college mm-hmm. um, that maybe carried over to his pro debut. So there wasn't it didn't look like there was as much power there as there maybe is. Um, so I think B- uh, Big Ben when he was on the show is a is a fan of Langoliers. I know he's watching the Brave System.
0: Oh yeah, um, he'll be on our defensive. NLE show too. By the way, when we do that next,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, defensively, there's like no question about his ability. He's—I don't know that he pushes. They—they—I don't know what they're going to do with him and Murphy both behind the dish. I guess that's a good problem to have. But he's—he's um, he's potentially as good a defender as uh, Mur- Sean Murphy is for the A's. So they—they—they they, they definitely have a type. I do think he'll hit for some power too. He should get on base. Uh, he's a very fun prospect. That was a good return that uh, Oakland got in the trade from Atlanta for Olsen. I know that a lot of people, obviously, and justifiably, were unhappy to see the face of a franchise-type hitter move like that. But they did get some nice pieces back, including Langeliers, who could be up contributing as soon as by the end of the season this year if they trade Sean Murphy away at the trade deadline. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, Frankie Montas could so be on the move he's, any he's, day, so he's kind of like the anti-Pache. So Pache, you're dreaming on the upside and the athleticism and the speed, and um, you know if he can figure out how to put it together, uh, there's a lot of potential there. Langille is, I think, has figured out how to put it together. Um, might not have the same kind of ceiling, but still should be a very solid professional player and also for fantasy players in the catcher position. So I like them both. So Soderstrom is a catching prospect, technically. He might get uh, pushed out. I don't know that he's always been a super well-regarded receiver anyway.
0: Yeah. So,
1: But he might be one of these guys for fantasy that's like a catcher first, third base type or uh, like a Josh Donaldson in when, when Oakland when Donaldson came up. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I, I could see them using him in a couple spots. I think he's capable both at third and first base um, and to do some catching too. But the best part about him is the bat. I mean, he's probably got the best bat in the system. So
0: You're damn right he does. Yeah, I love that bat. The bat of Tyler Sutterstrom speaks volumes. It's like the, uh, you know, it's uh like Teddy Roosevelt's uh, big stick that he used to carry around when he spoke softly because yeah. he was known for speaking softly. Yeah, it's- but actually, that's not true at all. He spoke loudly all the time. It didn't really make sense. Uh, how about the next three, though? Now, one of these next three, let's start with Joey Estes. Uh, I think we talked about him on the show before. It seems familiar. Yeah,
1: I think probably Ben brought him up when we talked about the trade. Um, he's still really young. Uh, had a very breakout season last year. Um, should be high A this year. And uh, the thing you like about Estes is he strikes out a lot of guys, but he also gets a lot of whiffs. Right. So when you mm. get the, I have a high strikeout percentage. You want to look at the whiff rate too and see if it's backing up what the strikeouts are showing. And there might even be room for more strikeouts when you look at the whiff percentage. So um, he's that another does. one, another good part of that trade for, from Atlanta. So um, Atlanta did pay a little bit to get Olsen, I would say. Uh, so as This is fun. I would watch him this year. He really did kind of break out last year, but uh, I know a lot of, I think, um, pipeline or somebody had him like the 14th ranked pitcher or 14th ranked player in the Braves organization at the time of that trade so i think that was a little that maybe we were a little low on him so um keep your eye on him he's also got a very uh he's all tattooed he's got the longer hair uh and then his arm slot's kind of funky it's almost it's it's sub 3 quarters almost almost kind of a crossfire sub 3 quarters thing kind of reminds me of like uh Hans Kraus sort of how how Krauss looks it's going to be an uncomfortable oh. angle. It's going to be an uncomfortable angle for hitters to deal with. So even if he doesn't stick as a starter, I think he can. Um, he should be a bullpen weapon if he doesn't stick as as a starter because of that arm slot.
0: Awkward. Awkward Joey Estes. Yeah. That's what they call him. What about JT Ginn? JT
1: Ginn. Yeah. He's been uh, one of my baseball boyfriends for some time now, ever since uh, I liked him. he got dra- So he got drafted by the Dodgers as a prep and didn't sign instead went to mississippi state where he had a very good freshman season um and then uh got hurt had tommy john a sophomore year i think it was at mississippi state uh and so the mets drafted him after that and then he got traded to oakland uh and the Marte deal i believe um and again, is another one i just like he's a smaller statured guy but he's very athletic Really repeats his delivery super well. Uh, he's more of a sinker slider type, so he might not post real dominant strikeout totals. But he just looks like a mid rotation guy to me. That's gonna make can make a lot of starts, eat a lot of innings, and when the sinker ball is working, uh, especially in that stadium, which is a great stadium for it, uh, he's gonna I think be a very effective pitcher. So I've liked Ian for a long time. Still like him. I don't know that he makes his debut until maybe late next season, but um, keep your eye on Ginn for sure.
0: Not related to Ted Ginn?
1: Not that I know of. Okay. Not that I know of. Yeah.
0: Jeff Wiley's here. Hey, what's up, Jeff? Jeff says numbers for Pache season right now. You want to take a stab at it, Phil?
1: Every number? Uh,
0: <laughs> give me a, You could give me a triple slash. or No, I know. A- uh,
1: Man, I don't know. I don't like a 230, 300, 400. Yeah, it's not going to. I don't. I don't I don't see it until he's until he does it. I don't see it for him at the big so. kind of iffy slash. He might have five to ten ish home runs. He could steal twenty bases, which is what you would be rostering for him for in, in fantasy. Um but then he, he's probably hitting at the back end of the lineup until he gets settled. Um so that's a low. You know, you're you talking know, like uh, in the offense, yeah. it's not very good.
0: Oh, he wants home runs RBI. Can you give him a home run? How about seven home runs, 42 yep. RBI? Yeah, something like that.
1: <laughs> Five to 10-ish home runs, 50 to 60 RBI, something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, not fun. Not, not a fun offensive player right now. He's just not. But he, he could prove something. You never know. And don't forget, Jeff was the number one. We're going to change Jeff's name to Jeff Lowe because he loved Josh Lowe Jeff so Lowe. much on last week's show. Yeah. And Josh yeah, Lowe like is Josh. getting
1: all the run. Josh way up over Pache, which no. is crazy because you were re- if you were looking at prospect rankings two years ago, they were like polar opposite. Everybody was wild about Pache. He was this guy where oh he has the hit tool and the power is going to come and he's a super athlete. And then maybe he didn't ever really have the hit tool as a problem. So.
0: Yes. That's a fair point. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. The things change, though, especially in the prospect world. What mm-hmm. you see now could change tomorrow. And the number yeah. one for the A's, so the next big three should be no surprise because we haven't mentioned his name yet. The newly acquired Gunner Hoagland from the Blue Jays.
1: Yeah, he's uh, top. He had top 10 buzz before he got hurt in college. Um, he's a guy that could be not a mid. Mid uh, rotation starter, it could be a a potential number one or number two starter. I think he's got all the pieces, um, he just has to stay healthy. So, uh, and and hope, yeah, Josh Lowe 2020, Pache, not 2020. Uh, so Hoagland is a guy too that might be sneaking under radars because he's hurt. So, if you can scoop him, scoop him, don't forget about him.
0: He scoops and scores, you put the oops, you put the oops in scoops, that's what I know. (laughs) <laughs> all right. So we're making a great time here. We're finishing up the AL West, and we got one more team to do. It's time to talk about certainly not the least of this division, probably the most exciting and most stacked, arguably, the Seattle Mariners. They get all the love for Julio Rodriguez, who you guys should know about by now. Jared Kelnick graduated from prospect school, he's on to bigger and better things. Uh, clearly, Matt Julio Brash. Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. Matt Brash. Exactly. And Another graduate.
1: Today, yeah. Well, how'd that go? I haven't seen uh, the stats on that. They said he was dominating first inning, and then uh,
0: I haven't seen since, but... Uh I'll have to look into that. I'm very curious about that. Frisbee slider. Frisbee slider. A.J. Puck slider, by the way, looked really, really good. I posted about that (gasps) recently. He struck out Nick Castellanos on Saturday, looked amazing. Puck, future closer for the athletics once Lou Triviona gets shipped out. But we're talking Mariners here, and Julio Rodriguez, number one stud, we're not going to really cover that. It's been covered ad nauseum. Uh, you have George Kirby and Noel de Marte rounding out your top three for the current big three. George Kirby, Noel V. Marte, both big-time names. Uh, some people think George yep. Kirby's ready to go now as well, but there's just not room. And Marte is, I mean, maybe he could be the best of all of these.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they all should contribute. I would imagine they're all owned in your Dynasty League, so. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think we're breaking any ground here. I always get a little (laughs) hesitant about... So, like, the Mariners are kind of the big... uh, Like you said, one of the big farm systems right now. There always seems to be... Or, like, Baltimore, there always seems to be a team where, when they become the big farm system, then there's a lot of people out there that seem to know a lot about them. So... Um, I hope I don't get filleted on who I'm putting out on the Mariners <sighs> list here. But.
0: Oh, man. Nobody's going to fillet my guy Phil. I just wouldn't let that happen on this show. Of course, if it happened, it would be on Twitter after the fact, and we would be you know, behind our back. We wouldn't know about it. By the way, Matt Brash, three and a third innings, two hits, one earn, one walk, two Ks. Just you know, rock solid so far. Nothing dominant, but yeah. rock solid. So the next big three for the Seattle Mariners. Phil, let's start with three. Yeah, number three. I'm forgetting who I put third here. DeLoach. Um, yeah, so
1: Zach De, Zach DeLoach. Um he's uh he maybe might strike you as a little vanilla, uh, when you check him out. Because he's one of these these guys, he's like a college left-handed bat that does a little bit of everything really well. Um, and guys like this can really um surprise when they get called up. Uh, I've seen, you know, just because they're not super young doesn't mean they won't have some development that still happens. And they're also more likely to get called up because he can do a lot for the team, right? So he can get on base, get on base. He could probably hit for average. He can hit for some power. He can steal bags. Uh, he's a good defender. Um, and I think there might be a chance for a little more power potential there too. So uh, I know my estimated barrels liked him and estimated X-Woba liked him last year. Uh, so Deloach might not have a ton of hype compared to some of the higher ceiling guys in the system. But he's the kind of guy I think the Mariners are going to need. So keep your eye on him. I would definitely be rostering him in the majority of Dynasty leagues right now.
0: Zach Deloach, sneaky, but consistently good. Mm -hmm. Number two is Adam Mako. Mako, Adam Mako.
1: Yeah, um, I think it's Mako. I guess I'm not sure now that I'm saying that. Uh, But look, Mako was on all my statistical lists last year, and it's now like... There's no, like, top secret uh, sauce going on here. If you just look at his stats, his his K per nine was over 15 last year. Wow, <laughs> so man. That's someone you need to pay attention Damn! to. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. Left-hander. Um, and when you watch him pitch, you can see why he got so many whiffs. Because he has this, uh, it's a spiked curveball he throws, which is a very popular pitch now. Um it Which is. is basically like a uh single seam curve or something um but the spiked curve is yeah yep <makes> falls off the table and his is excellent it really spins man so uh I Mako is a guy I would want to roster in a deeper kind of dynasty format. I don't think you need him in a real shallow league. Um but keep your eye on him this year and you might be a guy that you're you're snagging. Um so I like Mako a lot. I have la- I did last year. I like him this year. I think the organization likes him
0: too so keep your eye on Mako. Of a good snag, there's no doubt about it. We're all looking for the next big snag, and then closing it out after Adam Maco and Zach Deloach for the Seattle Mariners. Number one, the next big three. Number one prospect is a seventeen-year-old. Yeah,
1: Lázaro Montez, who was uh, the org's big international free agent signing this January, uh, and he's this kid's large. He's like like six four, two hundred, big time power already. So, and it's an organization that's done really well with international kids. So I think it's definitely a guy that it's a weird thing. If you're in a shallower dynasty, league. you kind of need guys like this with the really big potential ceilings and uh, at least one of your spots mm-hmm. to throw in there. And if he, if he doesn't pan out the replacement level guy, there's a lot of replacements out there. So you kind of churn that spot until you hit on one. But uh, if you don't get on those guys right away, you might not get at them at all. So take a shot at him. Take a shot at him. He's definitely a guy like FYPD's. You should be picking up. Well, I guess those are over. But um, yeah. if he snuck yeah. through somehow, an FYPD, keep a keep your eye on him. Try and snag him
0: hmm yeah i, I think i kind of missed that name i was focused on some other ones and i hope i don't come to regret that but it's still early still stands to trade i'm sure he's only 17 and the hype's going to be going yeah. on him for the next two years minimum before we really get a sense of where he's at but that's how it's done we did it in a timely manner we finished the al west next big three prospects give it up <laughs> to phil going after the spoken let it be written let it be done If you have a debate, if you want to disagree with Phil, you can follow Phil on Twitter at Phil of Sports, P H I L of Sports. I'm at MJ Govier. If you want to DM me about prospects or fantasy baseball or just society in general, is it crumbling? Uh, Are we on the brink of collapse? I'm willing to have these discussions if you're open to them. And Phil is too. Who knows? I'm sure he's got time. It's not like he has a family or anything. He's got plenty of free time. Uh, Don't forget, we do the show every Wednesday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, live. On the Plausible Podcast YouTube channel, that's Tuesday. talk. that's right. Tuesday. Give me two. So follow us on the Twitter. Connect with us. Hit the Discord up. Uh, tell us, you know, what prospects are you into that maybe we're not following. We haven't talked about enough on the show. If you follow us consistently, sure. let us know who we're not talking about. Let's get some uh, chatter going. Helmut says, "Good job, guys." Helmut, you're always Thanks, looking Helmut. in the shadows. Thank you, Helmut. Good to see you. For Jeff, Jasper, Helmut, and everybody else here, Plausible Podcast Prospect Power Hour. We'll see it. a curious thing. Make a person.